0: Welcome to the weekend sports buzz here on 961 FM. I'm sorry, yes, 961 FM, 1450 a.m. WXVW. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside my man Steve Driver. how are you this morning, Steve? Wonderful dude. Plenty to get to this morning here in the in the heart and soul of college basketball. Our region is bleeds college basketball each and every year couple games from the world of the final four yesterday we have to pre we get to preview the national championship game tomorrow between North Carolina and Gonzaga plenty of other storylines though we obviously have spring training i'm sorry uh, opening day for major league baseball is today wrestlemania is tonight yeah snapping to slim jim and women's college basketball, obviously, Goliath has fallen. Right? Yeah. UConn lost. You can draw a lot of parallels to that. I was thinking about it this morning when Ronda Rousey became the face of the UFC women's division. And that was the main story. Is she's untouchable. Then she loses. And some people are saying, this is good for the sport. You know, this is, this is a good thing. Parity exists. I don't know that that's necessarily
1: the case. Yeah, the only thing is UConn's probably going to bounce back, right? Yeah. Rondeville.
0: Even if they don't. I mean, you you need to have another uh, legitimate candidate arise. Is it Texas A&M? You think? Dude, there's nobody else. It's UConn. That's it. Okay, so I I don't know what the storyline would be there. Other than UConn, Gino Ariema, they fumbled this one away. A hundred and eleven game, and it just street. happened to come in the, the the most important moments of the tournament where they had to lose. It
1: was almost like it was
0: almost two and a half years since they last lost, and they just they just fumbled it away. But it's a story, regardless. I don't know how, how intriguing it is. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. Were you disappointed? No, I was happy. I, I've wanted UConn to lose every year, just because I, I don't like. You know, if you want to see the growth of the sport, I think women's basketball could grow into something. That Did you watch people the game, care about? Kelly? No, I don't care <laughs> about women's college basketball. I think it could grow into something that people care about, though. And that's not going to happen from UConn winning seven national championships in a row. Yeah, I mean that that could be the beginning of it. Like when you back in the day when UCLA won all their men's titles, but the big stories are yesterday's games. Well, since we've been on the air last week, quite a bit has happened, right? Yes. Two weeks ago, it was Louisville. I predicted on air Louisville was going to lose. Sure enough, they did. Kentucky, since we've been on the air last, lost in. Depending on who you're asking about it in a controversial fashion. Did you watch the game? I did, yeah. Do you feel Kentucky was ripped off when they lost 73-75 to 75 against North Carolina? No, I, I don't think so.
1: I watched the... I don't know. What are they... What, what's the, the exact call that they're mad about? There
0: was a couple goaltending calls that looked pretty shady. Okay? Yeah. But all, I, all from the same referee? Yes, No, not all. No, I I think the goaltending calls were. But that referee was at the game. Yes. (laughs) there's John Higgins is the referee. The University of Kentucky fan base happens to have a large contingency of their fans. Or maybe even a small contingency of their fans. They have fans who spend a lot of their time tracking who refs which games. Maybe other fan bases have this. Kansas probably does. I don't know. Kentucky happens to put a lot of stock into this tracking system. They know which refs are at each game, and they're using their names. If they're at the games, they're yelling at these refs using their specific names. So then they can see
1: when this guy refs the game, how many times have we won. Yes.
0: Higgins happened to, happens to have a record when refing the University of Kentucky games, now of 0-4. And in the mind of the Big Blue faithful, being that they are the greatest program ever and that they should never lose a game, the fact that they're 0-4 when he refs their games automatically spells conspiracy. You can make a highlight reel of any game with controversial calls and say, Oh my God, we got screwed. That's what happened with this game, and the fact that he has ref four games where they've lost automatically turns it into a conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's my opinion. Obviously, the death threats, <clears throat> the negative reviews of his roofing business. I I think it's absolutely out of control. I, I don't um, I don't think it's funny. I don't know. I know a lot of the the Kentucky fans are ashamed of the way that that. W- let's be honest; it's a minority who's actually yes, making the yes. threats. Um, and we've seen this with some other fan
1: bases, you know, Auburn, Alabama with the killing of the the tree. True. And there's some passionate fan bases out there with some lunatic fans
0: that ruin it for the rest of everybody else. True. I think as a whole, <laughs> Pat Forty actually said it well when he was on the Jim Rome show. He said it's too accepted within the Kentucky fan base to do things like this. He said death threats are not completely foreign to the Kentucky Faithful. They're not. It's kind of standard procedure that Kentucky fans are going to do absolutely insane things. And in the face of a loss, they didn't handle it exactly well. I mean, north I don't know if you did watch it. You watched the game, North Carolina-Kentucky?
1: Yes, I north did. North Carolina
0: had a very questionable five-second call. They got ripped off. They, they had a, a horrible call against them. And I would argue if you spent the time... You could make a case and a highlight reel video of bad calls the other way in the same game. I watched the highlight reels of the bad calls from Higgins and the other officials, and there were a couple goal-contending calls that were very questionable, and then there was a lot of calls that could go either way. That happens to Louisville all the time. I mean, I have de- you know, the rewind feature on my television, if you're watching from home, you can rewind and then make a little snippet yep. of, well, that looked like a bad call, and then rewind it and then watch it again and go, what, were the, what was he thinking? Does he hate us? Oh, my God, he must hate us. And then, here, you hear this noise. <gasps> we're 0-4 when he coaches. We're supposed to win every game.
1: The only difference This is, guy hates us. Yeah. You got to watch the replay seven times, and yeah. that ref made the call on the spot.
0: Yeah. So, I don't <laughs> know. A very curious way of handling a loss, in my opinion. I would be absolutely ashamed to be a part of the Big Blue. Listen, Fateful.
1: whenever you're a huge fan of a team, they lose in terrible fashion. You're going to dwell on that loss for a long time, Kelly.
0: Okay. I'm not dwelling on the Louisville loss. But okay, I guess everybody else does, except for me. I don't know. Maybe they, they probably do, right? That's okay. If that's the case, that's fine. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram Buzz five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. The games from yesterday, we had South Carolina, a seven seed led by Frank Martin. First time South Carolina's made the Final Four against a one seed, Gonzaga. First time they've made the Final Four. Gonzaga wins 77 to 73. You and I both saw a tearful Frank Martin on the podium after the game. Yeah. Big step in the right direction for the South Carolina program. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that, that is a, a making the Final Four is something you put on your resume the rest of your life. Uh, you know, in his obituary when he dies, Final Four head coach. I mean, the fact that they made it to the Final Four is huge. And there were a
1: lot of positive stories about Frank Martin throughout this process, it seems like. I'm sure that's going to do wonders for him recruiting as well. I would think so. Probably help him out with the ladies, you know, if he has any side chicks,
0: Mm-hmm. right? You, you think that's how it works? You think Jay Wright, since winning the national championship last year? Jay Wright has multiple side chicks now, yes. You don't think he did before? <clears throat> he's been dressing, and he's been a very handsome man for a long time. You think this is what pushed him over the edge?
1: Yes. Okay. I mean maybe maybe he had some side chicks before but the caliber of the side chick has gone up exponentially, right? Okay. Okay. Before his side chicks were sevens, now they're nines and tens. That's what a championship can do for you and a program.
0: Okay. So South Carolina lost 73 to Gonzaga 77 yesterday. The late game was number 3 Oregon Against number one, North Carolina, as much, I know it sounds like I'm going to rant against UK and SEC fans, maybe I am, but as much anti-ACC rhetoric we've heard, guess what, Steve? Looks like there's a good chance the ACC is going to win the national championship, and the SEC will not be representative represented in the Let title. Add, are you going to be rooting for North Carolina? No, actually, I'm, I am am rooting for Gonzaga. I do take pride in – I don't completely have a problem with people who, who take pride in having a strong conference, so I'm not that far on one side of things. But in this particular case, I like Mark Few. Yeah. And I like seeing mid-majors. I and mean, we've never really had a team like – Gonzaga win the title they seem pretty happy last
1: night though you think they're just um content with making it this far
0: I yeah I I don't think I don't think Gonzaga's gonna win let's see what, what's the line tomorrow that I think they match
1: up pretty well though right they're big down low I mean let's be real Meeks killed Oregon yesterday destroyed
0: them and they have Collins UNC's favored by one and a half. Karnowski. Karnowski's tough. He's just so big. Can we talk about... He uh, had 13 points. Kennedy Meeks. Five rebounds. Yeah, Kennedy Meeks. What does C- he C- look like? What do you mean? What does he look He's like? He's just a
1: very odd-looking man. He kind of looks like a shark to me. Like a <laughs> shark? Yes.
0: Okay. Just
1: goofy-looking.
0: Huge game. He had 25 points, 14 rebounds, obviously missed two clutch free throws. What about the the fashion which Dana Altman's team lost. Wow. Um, you had... As a fan, you have to be so disappointed. Jordan Bell, junior Jordan Bell, six foot nine, had 16 rebounds and 13 points yesterday. In four yesterday blocks, yep. In four blocks. And I, I watched one of the, the more saddening post-game press conferences from a kid that I've ever seen. He said, I didn't box out on the last two possessions. If I would have boxed out, we probably would have won. Sorry. you know, he, And he was crying. And he had 16 rebounds. And he needed one more. He needed one more. North Carolina missed four consecutive th- free throws at the end. And, and they were bailed out by what can only be described as poor fundamentals at the very end. Or great fundamentals on... North Carolina's part, except that boxing out is so important on offense and defense. And and you can see if you rewatch the clip, you can see they they were just yeah, trying to chase the ball. They doing. were they were not they were not going for the box <clears up>. out. <throat> you got to put your butt on somebody, and that's fundamentals 101 If you play is any level you, of basketball, is that how you do it? That's how you do it. I, I could go out and teach them a few things. This guy who had 16 rebounds in the final four and will go on to play in the NBA. I could teach him a few things. So, North Carolina, uh, the legacy of Roy Williams is now a, a topic that deserves discussion. This is their second consecutive national title appearance. I think they've been in seven national championship games. He, I'm sorry. He has been in seven Final Fours. Is that right? I think it's nine. He's been in, f- in nine Final Fours? Let's see here. Yeah. That's amazing. Where does he rank all-time of current First. Coaches? No. What? Dude? Uh, I got excited. Coach K has to be number one. I didn't know what you were
1: asking me. <laughs> if, you, if you're so obsessed with these stats, why wouldn't John Wooden be number one? Oh, it's too long ago. Yeah, the era. Why? Just because you weren't alive, it doesn't mean anything? Or because it was all there was, short white dudes playing? It wasn't all short white dudes. There was, oh, Bill Walton's playing. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Lou Alcindor. <laughs> That's one person, Kelly. Yeah, and he was 7'3", and he had an afro. You tried to make it sound like it was two different people. <laughs> you tried to confuse
0: me. You well, think, what about the
1: game? Oh, yeah? You don't like him? What about Lou Alcinder, huh? You what th- about him? You
0: think that's what I was going for just <laughs> yep. now? No. Yep. All right, you got me. So, the national title game tomorrow. North Carolina is favored by one and a half in the college basketball world, obviously. If Roy Williams can win it all, it'll be his third national championship ever. Four time, let's see here. I'm just bringing up his stats. 92 and 2006, he was the AP coach of the year. 92 he won AP coach of the year with Kansas. They made the final four. Wow. He's old, dude. I don't know if you can tell. He's probably been coaching for a while. He's 66. He's had some health problems year in, year out. He's had uh, talks of not being able to continue, but... He's got his team here now in two consecutive years. I mean, if they win it this year. Based on history, outside of Butler, I think over the last 10 times that a coach has brought their team to a title the year after being runner-up, they win it. It happened with Kentucky from 97 to 98. Remember, Kentucky lost to Arizona and then came back under Tubby Smith and won the national championship.
1: What if they lose in devastating fashion again?
0: Last second shot? Yeah. It'd be a story. It could happen. Other stories are we have WrestleMania tonight. Steve, do you have any interest? I grew up a wrestling fan, and as of late, I have really enjoyed. I have a 7- and 8-year-old, 7-year-old son, 8-year-old daughter, and I've really enjoyed watching some old WWF, WCW clips on YouTube and they love the wrestling. And I got to admit, it appeals to a certain part of my heart too. <laughs> Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah, that's got to be match of the night, right? Universal Championship, that's the <clears throat> headliner. Bre- Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship.
1: Why are there so many different championships?
0: Because you can do whatever you want. I mean, this it's all promotional. If somebody
1: said that they'd come over and buy it I'd, probably, I'd definitely watch it, but I'm not, not going to get it myself.
0: The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. You change your tune there now. I the,
1: do like The Undertaker, okay. what's you, you got me going.
0: Triple H versus Seth Rollins. Oh,
1: I don't know who Seth Rollins is, but I like Triple H.
0: Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. Shane McMahon will jump off a 40-foot cage, Steve. He will. That cannot be safe. I bet. Remember, Owen Hart died from doing something like that. He didn't. His he fell. <laughs> yes. Not the same thing, but I'm just saying this is just because it's fake wrestling doesn't mean it's automatically safe. Oh, I hear Steve, you, man. I never said it was. You're, you're insinuating Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks. I'm sorry, Bayley versus Charlotte Fair, Flair versus Sasha Banks versus. Nia Jacks.
1: You don't know who these people Charlotte are. Charlotte
0: Flair you. is Ric Flair's daughter. an t-
1: illegitimate child. <laughs> Has made, the same last name. I made that up, I know. That's his daughter, really. <clears throat> She's jacked.
0: What about, have you seen Brock Lesnar lately? No, I have not. He's he still fought, huge. He fought against Mark Hunt in the UFC late last year. I'm bringing up the exact numbers here, the exact dates, and he after the fight he failed a test, July of 2016. Wow, so that's been a while, but he overturned after um, L- Lesnar was tested positive for a performance-enhancing drug, so there, it was ruled no contest. Brock Lesnar then made a return to the WWE, seemingly going after the money, which is fair. <laughs> Um, and it seems as if he has taken his approach with the WWE I'm sorry with the UFC and he's applied it to the, the WWE and he's laying off of the steroids he doesn't look as jacked as he used to Steve Yeah, you've seen a recent picture of him I showed you the picture this morning he doesn't look as jacked as he should if you're a WWE pro wrestler I want you to be On a lot of steroids. (laughs) I mean, for sure. I want to see the same thing, man. It's not healthy. It's not good for you. Huge
1: muscles. Just the... I mean, that's what we want to see in wrestling, right? Yeah,
0: and he's not doing it right now. So we'll see. Maybe he'll look better tonight. I
1: want to see the same things in wrestling as I want to see in baseball.
0: Just big guys jacking home runs? Yes.
1: Lots of steroid use. Sounds terrible, doesn't it?
0: It does. Considering the lifespan of these WWE wrestlers is actually very low, and they have well—that's they-
1: because of probably all the damage to the body and painkiller use. You know, probably doesn't have anything to do with steroids. Seriously, maybe it does. I bet if you're rich as heck right now, you can
0: get really good steroids.
1: Yeah, that aren't you know, very harmful for your body.
0: Well, there, there is, is harm in a lot of the steroids, actually. If you, if you do certain testosterone-generating supplements, then you, you, at some point you have to come off of them, and then your body does no, long, no longer performs, no longer creates the testosterone yeah. that you once needed. That's how you get well, you prescribed.
1: Know how to, you know how to fix that, right? What, just stay on them forever? You never come
0: off them, yes. <laughs> if you want to be prescribed testosterone... From a doctor, you just need to go on steroids real hard for a few months and then come off of them and then go to the doctor and go, I don't know why, but I just have really low sex drive. I, I, you know, I'm struggling in intimate moments. Can you test me? And they test you and they're like, oh my God, you have absolutely no testosterone. We got to get you some testosterone because your body stops creating these.
1: How much did that cost you
0: when you did it? (laughs) I haven't done it. I wouldn't be opposed to doing it. I don't judge. We have plenty to get to this morning. Not only the national championship tomorrow and WrestleMania tonight. Major League Baseball opening day is today. We're in the the thick of the Cleveland Cavaliers on a, a downfall, and the Golden State Warriors are very hot right now. It's inevitable that those will be the two teams in the NBA Finals this year. That is not true. Okay. You don't believe that? Oh man! When
1: we come back, I'll, I'll definitely dispute that.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'd love I'll to let hear. No. Yep. Be sure to stay tuned. Steve and I will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Baby. back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM and 1450 AM WXVW. Talking all things in the world of sports as we do each and every Sunday morning from 9 to 11. Plenty of talk about topics to get to this morning. Um, We have the National Championship game tomorrow between Villanova and North Carolina. Kind of a, a David and Goliath. Whoa, 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 whoa. Gonzaga. I'm sorry, Gonzaga. Gonzaga in North Carolina. North Carolina's favored by one and a half. Kind of a David and Goliath scenario as you have Mark Few, who's been at Gonzaga for seemingly forever. How long has Mark Few been at Gonzaga?
1: 47 years. No,
0: he's 54 years old. He's been the head coach at Gonzaga since 1999. Well, he was the
1: ball boy there when he was seven. So, I mean, theoretically, 47 years. But if you want to say the head coach...
0: Okay. So they've made the the NCAA tournament every year that he's been there. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. His first year, 99-2000, they made the Sweet 16. Second year, Sweet 16. Round of 64, third year. Round of 32. I mean, there's not a better coach out there. If they win the title this year. But he needed this. Right, to make it this far. For what? To solidify his well, legacy? He'd he, he never been to the Final Four. No, I mean, he would always be viewed as the guy who could get them there. But at Gonzaga, that's a lot, in my opinion. If you're the mid-major and you get them to the tournament each and every year, that's a big deal.
1: I suppose, But yeah. if, if
0: you're looking at stacking him up against guys like Calipari and R- Rick Patino and Coach K. That's and- going to be too hard at a mid-major. Mid- mid major. Yeah, right? then then yes, he needs to win a title. He needs to win multiple titles. But this will really enhance his legacy. We saw it from Jay Wright last year winning his first title. If Mark Few is looking to who knows. He's he's young. He's 54 years old.
1: And you know, if we've learned anything, if he wins it all, it'll definitely help out his side chick game. <laughs>
0: Right?
1: We've established that.
0: We'll we'll see. I don't know. I mean, Rick Pitino had won it all. We saw what happened with him. Karen Seifer wasn't the most impressive side chick. What are you suggesting? Mark Norman Few. Born in 1962. 54 years old. He's already been the coach there for 17, 18 years. Brought them to the NCAA tournament each and every year against Roy Williams, the ultimate. He left Kansas. He left Fog Allen Fieldhouse, Steve, to go coach at his alma mater, North Carolina. I mean, this is the ultimate. I think Gonzaga has a good chance. One and a half is the line is not much. Listen, Oregon had their chances last night.
1: They just couldn't even make any shots, man. They were hanging around that game forever. I thought North Carolina gave them plenty of chances to get back in the game. I mean, that could be a testament to North Carolina's defense, but I thought Oregon was missing too many shots.
0: Oregon was a hot team all year. Obviously, before the NCAA tournament, they lost one of their big guys. Who was it? Boucher? Chris Boucher? Boucher. Boucher. Bobby Boucher. But they still made a run to the Final Four. Dana Altman will Mm -hmm. be... This will be viewed for Dana Altman as a defining moment in his career, as it will for Frank Martin. If you make the NCAA Final Four, I mean, that's what Rick Pitino did with Providence. Sendarius Thornwell had a hell of a, a, a performance leading up to the Final Four. I mean, it, it, that that if you make the Final Four, that is career-defining. I think...
1: I don't know. I, I I suppose I agree with that. If you look back on on history, sure, maybe it's career defining. Nowadays, I think everybody cares about champ- championships.
0: If you're comparing the coaches against the other elite, Coach K, Wooden, as I said, Patino, Beheim, even Calhoun. Why do I always leave Calhoun's name off? Bobby Knight. Those guys have won three titles each. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. Where we have our man Marcus is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Marcus?
2: Well, I'm, I'm kind of sleepy. All this amateur basketball talk is, is making me sleepy.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're bored. If, if Kentucky or Louisville is not in the national championship game, it's boring to you. Well, shouldn't it be? I could care less
2: whether Roy Williams falls off a cliff tomorrow or if Gonzaga gets buried in the Pacific Ocean, wherever Gonzaga is, because I couldn't tell you, and I would tell you that I, I, I can't imagine that a local basketball fans should be able to tell you. So, okay, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bunch of college kids running around playing basketball. Uh, if they're any good, they're already in the NBA. Okay. So I don't know why we're not watching the NBA now. I mean, I, I could care less who won those games yesterday, and I could care less who wins tomorrow.
0: Uh, well, Marcus, you're and, in luck. And, you're in luck. We, we, we like the NBA too. Update us on the, the storylines. The Cleveland Cavaliers are struggling right now. I saw the NBA power rankings. I think the Cavs are ranked sixth or seventh in the NBA as of late. And the, the Golden State Warriors are hot. What storylines intrigue you from the NBA right now, Marcus?
2: Uh, what's wrong with the Cavaliers? Is Kevin Durant going to come back in time for the playoffs? Uh, are the Spurs, who I hate with the fiery passion, going to win another title? Uh, does it matter whether or not the Boston Celtics are the number one seed in the East? Because if Cleveland brings their normal game... I just don't see anybody in the East beating them four times.
0: That's so fair. Even all the of that Celtics. I know you're a Celtics fan, aren't you?
2: Yeah. And, and that's great. That'd be great to win, you know, 50-some-odd games and, and, and have the number one seed and get to play, as you always so put it so well, the difference between a higher seed and a lower seed is only that if there's a game seven, you get to play it at home.
0: <coughs> I agree with you. So you think the Cavaliers will come out of the East? Is that is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah.
2: I mean, I know they got their problems right now, but who else in the league has a player who can basically just say, all right, you know, move. I'm, <laughs> I'll take over and put up a triple-double and, you know, dominate the other team and rip their heart out and eat it in front of them. And the Cavaliers do, and I don't know that anybody else does.
0: I guess so. if you're talking specifically about triple-doubles – I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Russell Westbrook. Do you think he deserves the MVP? Uh, I do, but I also think that
2: James Harden deserves it. So I don't see why you can't split the award. I know that's happened in sports before. So I think that would be a nice touch. I think they're both having spectacular, phenomenal seasons. Uh, And I heard a guy say this the other day. Russell Westbrook is making the rest of the league look bad. All these guys taking games off, sitting around, being lazy. This guy just absolutely plays. All out absolute effort every game, every night. I don't think this guy takes a playoff, much
0: less a game off. No, you're you're right. He, he he's very intense um... I'm trying to think, has there been, I know that in 94 and 95, Grant Hill and Jason Kidd won co-rookie co of the year awards. Has there been a co-MVP award, Marcus? You know, I don't think so. Okay.
2: But that doesn't mean it couldn't happen. I mean, it, it hadn't happened in the NFL and then, you know, whatever, Green Bay and Brett Favre split it a few years ago. I mean, Green Bay. Uh, <laughs> Brett Favre and Peyton Manning split it a few years ago.
0: Okay, so I, I think the bottom line is this. You could make an argument that it's LeBron James. They've, he's mi- brought his, to- his team to the championship game in what is this? If they make it, it'll be the seventh consecutive season. So the bottom line is maybe the MVP doesn't ma- mean anything. Maybe we shouldn't care about who gets the MVP. This is much ado about nothing. It's who brings your team, who wins the nation- the NBA Finals.
2: Well, Sure. But it's something to talk about. It's a nice individual award because we all know that, as your co-host just mentioned, the current nonsensical obsession with who wins the title is all that matters. I mean, i got to tell you, 90% of the guys in the NBA ain't ever wearing a ring, right? Okay. So individual awards and what you can do to prove how good you are over the course of an 82-game season Means a lot to these guys. I know they all parent that ESPN nonsense of, well, your your career's not complete. Oh, really? Uh, I'm sure the thousands of professional athletes over the years, if forced to tell the truth, would all be happy to say that just you know that that's a nice little cherry on top of your Sunday, But all the rest of the ingredients are much more important.
0: You know. So Dan Dan Marino <clears throat> is not too worried about the fact that he nev- never won an NFL. Super Bowl.
2: I wouldn't think so. No.
0: Okay. Marcus, do you have any interest at all in the fact that UConn and Gino Ariema were knocked off? We have the national championship game for the women, and it does not include UConn coming up on tomorrow. Mississippi State and South Carolina. I'm sorry. Do you know what today is? It's 6 o'clock. It's today. Do you know what today is? Sunday, April 2nd.
2: It's opening day of baseball season. You're right. Yeah. There's three games today. They're all on ESPN. I encourage everyone to watch all three. And then at some point, I think there's a break where they're going to show a bunch of girls running in circles. And I think you should all go to the bathroom and go out to dinner while that's on.
0: Sell me on baseball before we let you go, Marcus. The Cubs won the World Series this past year. Neither you or I thought they would pull it off. They've lost uh, Aroldis Chapman. He's went back to the Yankees. Are the Cubs going to repeat this year?
2: Of course not. There hasn't been a repeat champion this century, and there won't be this year.
0: Okay. Who's your frontrunner to win the World Series this year, or at least to win the pennant? Tell me, as of today, April second, two 2017, Marcus, who's going to win the pennant in the National League? Who's going to win the pennant in the American League?
2: I would say the Dodgers will win it in the National League, and the Boston Red Sox will win the American League and the World Series.
0: Okay. Thank you very much for your call, Marcus. Have a great rest of your weekend. We look forward to hearing from you next All right, next man. You week. guys too. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Good stuff there from Marcus. As always, he's bringing the, the passion. The Red Sox. What a sellout pick,
1: Marcus. Everybody's picking them. Well, you went out on a limb last year and took the Indians. He did, now, and you're, you're pissed and now off are the Red Sox.
0: <laughs> you remember that a year ago? <laughs> that means you've been on the air with me over a year. Yep. Is I remember Marcus was calling in a year ago. I mean, the the Red Sox do have a hell of a, a oh, a they're roster. loaded. They're, they're loaded, and
1: the Cubs are so loaded. The
0: Cubs are loaded, especially if you buy into. You know, Rizzo and Bryant as being two of the best players. And Schwarber's back healthy. You know,
1: but I was talking to my uncle, you know, a lot of my family, all of my family's diehard Indians fans. Yes. My uncle more than anybody. And he was saying last year, I asked him if he was disappointed about the World Series. He said, listen, if you put these teams side by side, position, position, the Indians probably had one better position player than the Cubs' entire roster, which is very true. He said, You'd probably take Francisco Lindor. I was going to
0: say the shortstop.
1: Or over their shortstop. But every other position, the Cubs had them. Had more talent there. And they they basically have that same team this year.
0: Simon, so okay. mean, I, they could... They, I guess, lost, they lost a role as Chapman.
1: I bet you they have one of the best regular seasons. I don't know what they'll do in the playoffs, obviously, but I bet they're dominant again.
0: Okay. The Red Sox, at third base, they have Kung Fu Panda, Pedro Sandoval. Um... Sandoval, Pablo Sandoval, who he had gained a lot of weight and didn't do much last year. Yeah. But he could be in for a resurgence. They have Hanley Ramirez. I don't think he's even playing that much. He's projected to be their starting third baseman. Wow. Yeah. He they didn't have play a, much They last have year.
1: a ton of young, young talent. I still think there's too many question marks. I'm never too excited if I have David Price as one of my starting pitchers.
0: As one of your starting pitchers? Yeah. Wow. They have Rick Porcello, Chris Sale.
1: Oh, Chris Sale, what a huge addition. Yeah, they're going to be loaded. And I think the Steven Wright, the World Series has definitely I think done wonders for this upcoming season, right?
0: Yeah. There's a lot of people are a lot
1: more excited about baseball this year.
0: In the markets that we care about, Chicago's not far from us in uh Cleveland is not far from us. Could you imagine if you lived in one of those cities though? Oh, you would be on the edge I was on the edge of my seat, and I'm a lifelong Cincinnati Reds fan. That was a hell of a World Series. I'm looking at the lineups here. Jackie Bradley Jr. for the Red Sox.
1: Hey, I just saw something on TV, and I don't want to forget it.
0: Okay, what do you got?
1: Did you see at the um, UConn-Mississippi State game, Dak Prescott was there in the stands? Yes, I did. Because he went to Mississippi State. He was wearing his own jersey.
0: (laughs) Was he really?
1: What did he name his son?
0: Is that cool? They're stupid. What did he name his son? I don't know. Does it rhyme with Dak? No, I'm thinking of Cam Newton. I'm sorry. Dak Prescott. Okay, so Dak Prescott was wearing his own jersey. That's lame. Right?
1: Yeah, I guess. I th- I could see if, like, um, you have to be cooler. You know, T.O. did it. That's cool. <laughs> Seriously? Johnny Manziel does it. That's cool. You know, if you're Dak ultra successful, you know, have a ton of success like Johnny Menzel, that's cool.
0: Steve. I don't know. I've seen, there has been pictures out there of John, Johnny Menzel partying in his own jersey. Seriously? I might do it, honestly. It would be kind of <laughs> like funny and ironic. I, if I were a big star, it's easy for me to sit back and be critical. But if you're looking, Steve, at the Indians roster, Francisco Lindor... Uh, Jose Ramirez
1: The big addition is Carlos a,
0: Santana But at third base they have Edwin Encarnacion Yeah, and they lost Mike Napoli And
1: replaced him with Edwin Which is a huge addition I mean, same roster You're gonna have You know, they had a lot of injuries For the pitching staff last year Hopefully those guys are back healthy
0: Michael Brantley is back too and He
1: was hurt, yeah
0: So the Indians All last should be good
1: Yes, they should
0: my Reds, on the other hand, probably not going to be very good. Bronson Arroyo was named as the fifth starter. He has not pitched in two years. He took two years off after Tommy John surgery. He did not even have to do a stint in the minors. He was with the Diamondbacks, and the Reds said, oh, we really we need some help pitching. Bronson, do you still know how to play baseball? Well, I took two years off. I had Tommy John surgery. Oh, great. You don't have to go to the minors. You're our fifth starter now. Thanks, Bronson. Is that a good sign Steve?
1: I would say no. And I the Reds are going to be pretty awful this year. I, I'm not too up to speed on the roster, but I think who the person that's opening the, who's the starter opening opening day though. I think he was a uh, he's from the Blue Jays bullpen last year and he they didn't even bring him to the playoffs with them. So I think the Reds are going to be pretty terrible.
0: Yeah, he he had a good year for the Texas Rangers. Um years ago as a starter. So he's not completely unknown. Let's see here. Scott Feldman. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. We have our man Kevin is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Kevin?
3: Doing all right. Doing
4: all right. Went in my pool a little bit. I'm one of the last missed standing because I had North Carolina in the championship game. I had, I had like Gonzaga and in, in sound four, but I actually had Arizona and North Carolina for the championship with Arizona winning. But I was kind of like one of the last men standing with North Carolina going to the championship.
1: Who do you have winning tomorrow night, Kevin? Oh, man. I, I,
4: I, I personally, I would like to see Gonzaga win just because I want to see. So they've been knocking on the door, they've been, you know, trying to get get there. And I like to see somebody else. Other than the usual suspects, we're always, you know, winning it all. But I think it's gonna be a good matchup though, because I think the Zaga matches kind of pretty matches up with North Carolina pretty well. And what, pretty were, easy matchup.
1: what were your thoughts, Kevin, on uh how UK's season ended? Were you do they have a successful uh, season?
4: Sure, they had a successful season. I mean, yes. yep. you know, yeah. Yeah, they did. You know, I'm not gonna hate on them like that and say, you know, I mean honestly, honesty. The honesty they, they they turned it on because one, one thing that I will say that and I that I actually am kinda of impressed with them a lot of times is and I'm down low fan and I don't it's like I remember when this uh tournament and I heard Quentin's Quentin Snyder say, you know, we that first game coming up, we were kind of nervous. We were nervous. I mean, Quentin played as a freshman, and Matthew Aing didn't play like he was nervous. But a lot of the little players were talking about they were nervous in that first NCAA game. And then I looked at Kentucky's guys, the freshman guys. Now, I think that they the nerves and the freshmen kind of came out of them on that last game a little bit. But it amazes me how... Those freshmen there can play up to that high level that they play. You know, it's just kind of. But I think part of that, I don't know. I don't know why, how they do that.
0: No, I agree with you, Kevin Calipari. Mm -hmm. what, What he has done with freshmen and such a young roster, I'm entirely on the same page with you. It's, I would say, it's underrated the coaching job. Obviously, Cal is an amazing recruiter. But the fact that they can get up and they can play, I mean, Quanzo Martin, Lorenzo Romar, the list goes on and on of guys who get McDonald's All-Americans. But what Cal does on the court, you will not hear me be critical of Cal, his recruiting, or even his coaching ability uh, necessarily. That's a difficult spot to put those kids in. And Mm -hmm. they made it to the Elite Eight. It's not the end of the world. Nice performance this year by Kentucky. Going forward, what are your thoughts? Kevin, I know you're a Louisville fan. What are your thoughts on this Louisville basketball team headed into next season? Well, I personally
4: think that Don Mitchell's gone and he'd be a fool not to leave. I don't you know, like you know, people wanna say he needs to, you know, be a lottery. No, he doesn't. If you're anywhere sniffing the first round, which he's probably gonna be, you know, the latter part of the first round, you need to go ahead and get the money. He, there's no reason for him to come back. Dean, on the other hand, I'm kinda of nervous about because he seems like a, he seems like a guy that Wants to go, you know what I'm saying, and <laughs> I'm kind of nervous with him because I can see him actually going to these combat and workouts and impressing people because he's an impressive specimen. And all that is is you know looking good with the numbers, and he's probably going to do just as good as Donovan does. And all it takes is for one of them GMs to tell him, "Hey, you know, you you might as well come on out. You know, we we might take a chance on you if you're there." Sure. So he. Yeah, so he kind of yeah, and I personally think we can afford to lose Donovan. I'd rather lose Donovan than Ding, to be personally honest with you. Wow, well,
0: that, that's that's an interesting angle there. Why, why is that? Oh my God, man! He,
4: you see the the Ding is just starting to come on. Okay, he, and that guy next to him, I because I, I just think that you know Will is going to have enough other guards between Sutton and other people to kind of put in that other spot but Dean to me is the most important piece more than Donovan that's just in my opinion and you know I don't and you know I don't know about all these other freshmen how good they are and I don't really like to when it comes to Louisville and Rick when it comes to that putting a lot of pressure on Malik and him because we see how that Personally, I think Rick should sure let DJ play through his mistakes this year, and who's decided say that Rick's not going to do that with Malik and these other guys next year because Rick's track record is what it is, and he's not going to change his ways.
0: Okay. Kevin, thank you very much for the call. We uh, appreciate it, as always. Have a great rest of your weekend, Kevin. Good stuff there from our man Kevin. We're actually going to head back to the buzz line. We have our man Brian the Insider once again on the line with us. How are you this morning, Brian? Brian, how are you? Doing great this morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thanks for calling in. What do you have for us this morning? Big Derby update. Uh, The very
5: influential Florida Derby was run yesterday. And uh, as we've talked about all spring, Todd Pletcher is loaded. Here's another horse uh, that he's got that's now in the Derby. Always dreaming. Very impressive. Almost set a track record for a mile and an eighth. Ran it right at one forty-seven. Uh, just missed the uh, uh, track record that Aladar, the famous Aladar, had set back in the '70s. So uh, lightly raced three-year-old colt out of Bodemeister. Uh, so uh, Pletcher is flat loaded. You know he's got uh, he's got Taprit. He's got all kind of horses. He's got One Liner. Fletcher looks like he'll have five or six horses in the Derby, and a a lot of them are going to be live. Then the Louisiana Derby was run, another million-dollar three-year-old race, and uh, a horse that I just love won that one. We've talked about him here on the show, Gervin, obviously named after the great NBA scorer George Gervin, who was known for his finger rolls. Uh, Gervin, three for three now on dirt. He does have a second place finish in a turf race he had to get on the turf when they were down there in that quarantine down in fairgrounds that was his only option to run him uh so very impressive winner for girvin he's going to be one of the top five uh local jock uh uh brian hernandez has got an interesting choice brian's not known for having great derby mounts but uh he's sitting on two great ones mccracken who might be the derby favorite at this point and uh and Gervin. so uh hats off to brian hernandez uh so uh real good stuff great games i like listening to what kevin had to say about the cardinals uh i agree dang Adele was just coming into his own and uh really i wish he'd have got more looks in that last game because the way he shot towards the end of the season was extremely impressive and uh he he just got off to a late start but uh I'll tell you what, uh, I think the Cardinals are going to be loaded. Congratulations to the Cats. They played very good, uh, lost a heartbreaker. But as we can see now from uh, these other games, what about the scores yesterday? Both 77-76 and 77-73, very competitive NCAA tournament.
0: It is, and there's a lot of storylines. Obviously not local anymore, but if Mark Few can lead... Gonzaga to a win over North Carolina, that would be huge. I think a mid-major winning is something that we haven't seen, at least in quite some time. Brian, who's the the closest thing to a mid-major? Would it be Villanova, who's actually won a title? I'm sorry, say that again, please. Who's the closest team to a mid-major who has won a title?
5: Golly, that's a great question. You know, Butler came within that, you know, half-court shot of beating Duke Um, And I don't mean Villanova
0: necessarily last year. I mean, back in the day. with Ever?
5: Yeah. Oh, um, well, you got me there. I can't. You know, the big guys have dominated it. And uh, like Kevin, I'm pulling for Gonzaga in the final game. Still upset uh, the way North Carolina has been treated uh, by the NCAA, how they're allowed to even compete. You know, going back to Louisville scandal – Louisville sat out, a, uh, you know, and an NCAA's 10 years cheating scandal and now two straight final games, you know, and they just basically told the NCAA to go take a hike. We'll do whatever we want, and uh, it just doesn't seem fair.
0: That's an interesting angle we had not yet got to this morning, Brian. Thank you very much for the call. Brian, as always, have a great rest of your weekend. We look forward to hearing from you next Sunday. Thanks, guys. Good stuff there from our man Brian the Insider, Steve. He brought up the scandal, the academic fraud, fake department at the University of North Carolina. We'll get to that and more in the second hour of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Stay tuned. What you mean to me? Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM and 1450 AM WXVW. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Steve Driver. Today we are on the eve of the College Basketball National Championship. Neither of the local teams are in the race, and I should not exclude Indiana from that. So none of the three teams are uh, in the, the running for it. We do have a, a Indiana Hoosiers reason for optimism recently as they hired Archie Miller. I don't know how much we've gotten to that on the show. But I think that's a great hire. Archie Miller considered one of the very best, youngest, brightest minds in college basketball coming from Dayton to Bloomington. So that's reason for optimism for next year and years after that for the Hoosiers. Louisville headed into next year. Our man Kevin and Brian, the insider, both chimed in on it. We don't quite know if Donovan Mitchell and or Ding Adele are going to stay or leave. We're losing Mango Mathiang. You do have an idea of the team that
1: you will have next year, though, right? For the most part, you're right, yes. And there's reason to be excited about that. Oh,
0: certainly. If you keep Donovan Mitchell on the Louisville team, it's a different look, in my opinion. Ding Adele does have all the in- the measurables that an NBA GM would take maybe late first round, something like yeah. that, in my opinion. He right? could really boost his stock, though, because like Kevin
1: said, he was coming on at the end of the year. Yeah. I think next year he should start to take over. Just the way he goes to the rim and shields defenders, you know. Yeah, so he has long. some
0: explosive highlight reel dunks. Yeah. And you know NBA GMs like that. Such a different off season For Kentucky versus Louisville. Yes. Strange, isn't it? Yeah, Isaiah Briscoe will will be back for Kentucky. Uh,
1: are they positive about that? I've I've heard what he, have heard he, some fans think he's say an NBA he, he candidate? needs to go. No, it's almost like just go somewhere else. They're tired of him. Yeah, I I don't know. I'd like to hear from a I would UK think Coach fan Cal- that knows more than me, but it kind of sounds like you know he he needs to
0: leave. I think De'Aaron Fox will. Potentially win the NBA Rookie of the Year next year, right? Yeah. I mean, he is— It is, all depends on
1: where you land, you know, how that goes. Sure. But definitely has a, a very chance I mean, good he he's a,
0: has a very bright future ahead of but him. You, how will Malik Monk do at the next level? I could see him taking a few more years to really develop. But I think he'll have a long career. He'll play well. Yes. And he could end up being someone who scores a lot of points at some point when he really gets into his groove in the NBA.
1: Yeah, but I mean, projecting their NBA talent is going to be good. But when you project what they're going to be next year, it's kind of difficult to say, right? Oh yeah,
0: certainly. Looking onto the the on the court, you such know, a, Kentucky always has probably the number one or number two recruiting class in the country. So there's a revolving door. They're losing guys like Derek Willis, Dominique Hawkins. Such a crazy cycle, you know. You get used to those players. It has to be exhausting. And you
1: get to this peak of success, and then they're gone.
0: Continuity makes certain sports so easy to follow um, and to enjoy. NBA, you know who the NFL, best players yep. are. NFL, you know who the coaches are. You know who the quarterbacks are. In college basketball, it's a different animal, even being a Louisville fan. Even when you have a point guard like Quentin Snyder for four years, it's difficult to follow, or at least takes some energy to follow. But if you're a Kentucky fan, that's a whole different level. Your best players are there for one year and then gone every year. Yeah. You're right. I mean, that's... uh, And you can project all you want, how good you're going to be next year, but you really don't know. Right? Nope. Chances are, though, we'll make the Elite Eight, though, under Cal. Any of the shade you hear me throwing out toward the UK fan base is just that. It's UK fans that I talk to. That I I have a that drive me insane. If I'm actually analyzing Kentucky, yes, two different things, right? In in my opinion, completely different things. Coach Cal is an all-time great coach, best recruiter certainly of this era, maybe ever. And chances are they're going to make the at least the elite eight next year, based on history, based on his time in Lexington.
1: But you're saying the fan base is a different story for you which is understandable I I kind of agree with that I think UK is a very good team coach phenomenally but the the fan base as we've seen can be overbearing they just take it
0: too serious it just drives me insane I, I should not allow it to drive me insane but my god there's so much other things out there to enjoy enjoy something else my god I, they, they can Kentucky fan base, to me, drives me nuts. I know other fan bases, if I were exposed to them, it would be a different story. And I'm not, okay? And maybe I need to chill out sometimes and not let the Kentucky fans drive me insane. But, I mean, you lose a game in the Final Four, why make a montage video about how you were screwed over? Why? Or why Elite Eight, yeah. Why, I'm sorry, in the Elite Eight, why... Focus so much energy on the refs like that. Don't you realize that makes you look petty? And then the death threats and then negative reviews of the guy's business. I mean, that just seems too much to me. Yeah, it takes
1: away from the classic game. I mean, they were down seven with fifty seconds left and came back. What a what a amazing comeback! And then he lost on a last second shot.
0: That was the most intense that was last the, moment yes, it was. I've seen because it was minute, oh my god, know? he hit that three. Monk hits the three, right? Yeah. And then, oh, yay. I was in a bar, and it was, yay, just like those videos you've seen. Yay. Everybody and then just cheering. everybody's crying. Really? I mean, not literally crying, but just hands on their heads. And uh, it's just an extreme polar opposites. The spectrum from just extreme joy to just disappointment within a few seconds. Was that's absolutely what the tournament amazing. is, right? It is. Yeah, that embodied college basketball. Oxmore Chrysler, Dodge Jeep and Ram bus line is 502 384 1450. We're going to head to the bus line now. We have our man Carolina Steve is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Carolina?
3: Just fine. And Kentucky should not have been playing the University of North Carolina. The University of North Carolina should not have been there.
0: They should not have been there? Why, why is that? Because of
3: 18 years of academic scandals involving athletes, Especially basketball players at the school.
0: Okay. Okay. Interesting take there. So, so your, your thoughts on that national championship game tomorrow, Carolina?
3: Well, I'm all be pulling for Gonzaga. I can't pull for a team where the players don't go to class and get credit for them.
0: Okay. So, so you're not pulling. Who are you pulling for? You're Carolina, Steve.
3: I'm pulling for
0: Gonzaga.
3: The Carolina that I'm pulling for lost last night, but the women are playing today for the national championship where I played football at the University of South Carolina.
0: Okay, you're right. Yeah, so so South Carolina uh, in Mississippi State today at 6 o'clock p.m. What, what do you think of the current state of women's college basketball, Carolina? UConn was so dominant for so long and then they they were knocked out by Mississippi State. What are your thoughts on that?
3: I think it is great for college basketball. They had the winning streak and I think it's great that they got knocked out in the, I I call it the semifinals because tonight's the finals. Uh, I think Oriyama is a class act. I'd like to see him try and coach a men's team. I think he can be good at it. And I just like uh, the class that they showed with the with the loss and everything. And uh, I just think the state of women's basketball, I'll be honest with you, I'd rather watch the women play than the men, because you don't have to worry about all the fancy ducks and all that and everything. And John Wooden himself said his better game to watch is the women's.
0: I know you're also a big fan of Bellerman and Scotty Davenport locally. They had another good season, didn't they? carolina
3: oh they had a fantastic season it's it's a shame i watched the uh game that they lost i mean i, I had to turn it off i i felt so sorry for those kids those i got to whatever i there, coach uh, d would let me go in the locker room before the games and after the games and uh i got to hear them. and i got to even though i got not get to I know him personally i felt that i did and I just uh, I just like the way things are. As a matter of fact, I tell you how much I like them. I'm buying season tickets for Bellerman next year.
0: Wow! No, they, they play basketball the right way, and if that exists in NCAA men's Division One college basketball, Carolina, I guess you got to say oh, I... probably is, is Gonzaga, who embodies doing things the right way in, in the old school fashion. Is that right? Yeah, and
3: I like that big guy they got that
0: got the beard. Yeah, he he is good, isn't he? He's 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 big, man. Yeah. He's seven one. I think he's three he's built about like Shaq.
3: Yeah, and everything. But it's uh it's real good. Uh unfortunately I'm still a prisoner of the people who are keeping the CBS off of fish. I have not been able to watch a single game in the uh ncaa because of that i do i'll I'll watch uh espn and get the scores and everything but uh they better get that fixed by next week because next uh next weekend is my favorite sports event in the whole world
0: got to be a racing event what is is it or the masters you're right the masters
3: yeah so i gotta i gotta see that uh I have been. Now I have been fortunate enough to go during Masters Week on Tuesday and Monday to the practice rounds. Used to, you could go down there, and pay five dollars, and get in. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore. But I'm gonna tell you what, before I go, that is the best place to buy concessions. Uh, a egg salad sandwich was a dollar. Oh,
0: okay. uh,
3: ham and cheese was a dollar fifty cent, and a drink was seventy five. And it's still that price
0: today. They do their, their things their, their own way in a very old-school approach, so that's not surprising that, Carolina, you would be a fan of the Masters. Carolina, thank you much, so much for calling in. It's been great to have you back on the show recently. We look forward to having you back on soon. Thank you, Carolina. Okay, I will
3: call next week for the Masters. Bye.
0: Please do. Good stuff there from our man, Carolina Steve. One of the guys who called in for the longest time took a little hiatus, but he's back on the weekend sports buzz with us on Sunday mornings. We're gonna head back to the buzz line. We got our man. The truth is on the line with us. The truth. How are you this morning? And I gotta ask, what do you think of the Archie Miller hire?
6: Well, uh, well, we're gonna see. I like what he's doing so far. But let me say something about Carolina. All the reason why Carolina comes back because North Carolina is a championship, and they trying to shine, and he want everybody to know that he was right, and the truth and let him know <laughs> that it, I gon let him win the national championship. I'm pulling for Gonzaga, but I'm building a I building a dynasty in Bloomington, Indiana. And do you want a ticket to the Final Four next year?
0: Yes, please get me I'm, one.
6: I'm, I'm I'm getting my team ready. Okay, I got a uh,
0: so, uh, when is Mike coming on to talk about the Derby Classic? Um, we we should I think we'll have uh, a preview of the Derby Classic next week, um, and 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 we'll 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 talk about it and, and get everybody excited for the Derby Classic. How many Hoosiers are in the game this year, Truth? Uh, well, I don't
6: know because I, I, I we you know we had two guys leave, so I don't know. This is a this is one of the quietest week up high school crew because you can't talk to the players this week, but next week is Sandon week. So we we should know I figure he should have his Derby classic roster
0: uh next week. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll... And, and you know for the record, Mike actually doesn't work with the Derby Classic anymore. I know it's still oh, yeah. it's it's headed in a good direction. Um but our man Mike Gandolfo who, who does the, the, the great work with us here on 1450 and 961 FM. He still does. He's still got our recruiting uh, updates, and he, I know he follows the Derby Classic very closely still, but he's not actually the recruiting coordinator anymore.
6: Oh, so I didn't know that.
0: Yep, that's all right. But it's still a local, uh, you know, I mean, it has such history, and it's a great event each and every year. The third, uh, one of the top three, High school basketball all star games in the country year in, year out. And as of late, truth, you're right, they they've had a lot of great local guys coming in who are gonna play for the Hoosiers.
6: Hey, let me tell you, son, what I have enjoyed. Have you enjoyed you watching the Final Four yesterday?
0: I thought they were great games yesterday, yes.
6: And that was I'm telling you, it's it's going to be a good final for. We need that for the people. And the biggest
0: upset in sports history: UConn girls going down. I didn't see that coming. Did you see that coming? <laughs> no, I certainly did not. I, I had thought about it a few days ago. Is man, I wonder. I wonder what kind of pep talk Gino Ariama gives to his team before each and every game. Steve, how many consecutive games had they won? One hundred and eleven. They'd won one hundred eleven. 111 consecutive games, truth. How do you give your team a pep talk on the 112th game that they might lose? You better bring your A game today, guys. We need you to bring it after 111 consecutive wins.
6: When you've won, what, four national championships a year, won 111 games, uh, 112 don't be nothing to you. Because that's, uh, that's UCLA's top. That's the problem I have with Kentucky, and that's the problem I have with North Carolina. When you get the you somebody let's throw them in there too. When you get the great teams like uh uh UConn, they dominate for decades. And it used to be Tennessee. Now this and that's what I'm talking about. Calipari getting me one and done. You're getting all the best player in the country, you should dominate. And North Carolina would be to twenty uh of Four and only got five banders hanging. All the great players they had, McDonald's, all you should be up there with UCLA. That's what I find people. When John Wooden got that talent of Kareem, Jabar Wilkes, and all that, he dominated. That's what you're supposed to do.
0: Okay. Okay, Truth. I'm out of here. Yeah, we appreciate your call. Have a great rest of your weekend. And congratulations on what I think is a big hire in Archie Miller. We look forward to hearing from you next week.
6: I gave him $4 million. He, it better
0: be a good heart. <laughs> Truth gave him $4 million. He He better come in. Thank you very much, Truth. Have a great rest of your weekend. Good stuff there from our man The Truth and Carolina Steve, yeah. both getting in on the action this who morning. Do you think, Feedback.
1: Who do you think UK fans are rooting for in this national championship game?
0: Gonzaga. Yeah. What? I think UK Why? fans are driven by hate. <laughs> Okay. No, they just don't. You know. No, no. I think they they either hate Louisville, they hate Duke, they hate Kansas. All of a sudden, oh, now, now it's North Carolina. They anybody, got screwed by North Carolina. I I think it's driven by hate. I do. I do.
1: Well, these teams are on a similar level to Kentucky. So anytime they win, you know, they win more games. That elevates their legacy. That threatens UK's legacy. So it's tear them. It's tear them down. Right. So, so
0: you're in agreement You agree with me.
1: I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's fueled by hate. I think it threatens. They're always defending their team, any any other team that they're threatens. Their
0: passions. Yeah. I, I've actually, our, our man, uh, Gary Love, sent me a text. He said, Briscoe doesn't like school. He wants to go get paid. Okay. Also said that um, after all the last-second winning shots hit by the, by the Harris Aaron Harrison, they were due to lose one on a last-second shot.
1: Yeah, Harrison did hit a double. Makes sense.
0: I mean, and and it goes back to, that's rational.
1: I'm not dogging them for losing a a second shot. No, if you get to the Elite Eight,
0: you get to the Elite Eight, you're happy with that, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean. You would prefer a Final Four over Elite Eight, obviously. If they
1: lost in a close, that's a great team you're playing. Now they're playing for the championship. I'm not dogging, I don't like to dog UK because they lost versus a very good team. I just don't like the fans after, you know, dogging on other teams or saying coming up with reasons to why they got screwed over whether it be the referee or there was it was the toughest region, they had the most 30 win teams. This <laughs> is the most 30 win team region ever. That's the, that's the kind of stuff. I, you know, you pl- those kids were awesome. You had a great team. Cherish
0: those moments. You know? And Kentucky relying on so many freshmen as I I forget who it was, maybe it was Kevin earlier, pointed out you're relying on so many freshmen to be your best players year in, year out. If you get to the Elite Eight, that's not a disappointment, no matter how you shake eh, it. no, no. I mean, I, I know that they wanted I mean, another title. Yeah. during and, the regular In hindsight, season, had they won that game, Steve? Yeah. They'd probably be going, right? Oh, yeah. We, we said whoever won that game would probably win it all, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, those are two historic teams, and it ended in the most dramatic fashion you can possibly imagine. Yeah. That's excitement. That's college basketball. Our man Marcus took some shots at college basketball. He said that it's amateur and that— Which is lame because he was all about it when Kentucky was
1: playing, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know that he was necessarily always all about it. Um, he is a Kentucky fan, but some of his points— Marcus, if nothing else, he has opinions that are not always— I'm not saying that he's, he he's not wishy-washy on his opinions— but they don't always follow a set line. You don't say he's a Kentucky fan, so he this is what he thinks about this. Yeah. Or he likes this political candidate or anything. It's always he has a little bit of this, and then he's real strong on this, and has none of his opinions or beliefs necessarily line up with the others, but that's fair. He's an individual. We've had great caller participation on the show thus far. Um, Oxmore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We're going to have a, a few MMA fighters in studio with us. About five minutes. We gotta, is it true that you're going to try fighting one of them? I might try to fight one of them. I, or all three of them. No. I don't think that would be a good idea. We have Phil Perkins, Alex Hacker, James London. Alex and James will be fighting this upcoming weekend. We'll tell you all about it. Um, when we have them on here in a few minutes. National championship game is tomorrow night. WrestleManias is tonight. <laughs> Can't leave that out. We should, we should try to watch that, dude. Should we make this into an all-pro wrestling show each and every week? No,
1: we don't have to do that,
0: but, I mean, it's WrestleMania
1: you're once saying a we, year, man. You're
0: just saying we should watch it and incorporate yeah. it into the show a little bit. Okay. Opening day for baseball. We have the Yankees and the Rays playing today at 1 o'clock p.m. The Giants and the Diamondbacks at 4 Cubs and the yeah. Cardinals. At opening day makes me wish I lived in a big
1: city. That would not, be cool. Not a big de- deal here. Our probably listeners probably re- don't really care. Honestly, people don't care about they baseball. Don't. No, but I'm telling you, if you live in Chicago or Boston or New York or Cleveland,
0: L.A., opening day is a big deal. It is, and to, there are, there is a contingency of Red fans and, and Cubs fans. I mean, the Cubs fans who are had a resurgence last year when obviously they'd went over 100 years without winning the and World Series. they all Series. came out of the woodworks. Well, they had been there, Steve. They had oh, been really? there. A okay. lot of them had.
1: You can't deny that, can you? I know a lot of people that don't watch any baseball that
0: were wearing Cubs gear. Okay. But the, the Cubs were the lovable losers for yes.
1: my whole life,
0: right? Yep. And the, people did wear Cubs hats. And now, could you ask them about the Cubs roster? Maybe not. Would they, you know, maybe it was cool to be a Cubs fan. Is it still cool to be a Cubs fan despite them Not winning the Not at all.
7: You're <laughs>
1: a
0: loser. <laughs> Steve, I'm picking up on some hatred just because your Indians lost to the Cubs in the World Series.
1: I just don't like bandwagon fans. All those people on the Warriors bandwagon a couple years ago, you know, just because they're exciting and
0: hit a bunch of threes. The fan support for the Warriors a couple years ago and current, Embodies what is called a bandwagon Seriously. fan, right? Yes. Now the Warriors could win it all this year. They picked up Kevin Durant. We'll see how he is implemented into the into the team. Coming back from injury. Yep. Coming back from injury. They could win it all this because year.
1: Because if they lose, let's let's face it, it's going to be blamed on Kevin Durant.
0: Gosh. He was so irritable in that Bill Simmons interview. Well, they're, they're imagine playing, what'll happen yep. if they lose it,
1: and they're playing wonderful right now. In his absence, so if he comes back, you know, and they suck, it's all going to be. They're on not going to suck. They're going to make the finals. It's all. I don't know about that, dude. I think the Spurs. Spurs could, are the beat only anybody. other team, and uh, you know the Cavs are struggling right now. They look they look different than normal man. I if they get the two seed in the East, that means they'll either have to play Washington or Toronto before they play Boston. Do you think I don't that, like that. You, man. You're they a Cavs fan, so you're
0: paranoid. Is what I hear.
1: They're, they're worn That's down. Cal- they're old. I've, I've the Cavs. I, I watch. You every say the single Cavs game. are old.
0: You yes. watch every single yes, game. Yes, they're old. Why are they old? LeBron's every position. old. position.
1: It doesn't matter. LeBron's old. Ch- Channing Fry, Kyle Korver, J.R. Smith, all these old Deron people Williams that can't guard anybody. How has
0: Jeron Williams been playing?
1: All right, he's a backup. He, I mean, he, he he scores. He can score the ball. I don't know. Seems like they've taken the ball out of LeBron's. Really not running point anymore. So,
0: but he shouldn't. If you have Daron Williams, multiple time uh, All
1: Star, and and Kyrie Irving, he doesn't start though. He comes off the bench. Okay, but I'm
0: saying Kyrie Irving. Who should be the point guard? LeBron. Yes. And then put Kyrie at the center. I mean, what, <laughs> I mean, what? what <laughs> no. I why should LeBron be the well, point guard? He's the biggest he's guy. The best on...
1: passer in the league, probably. Okay. Right. Okay. You you're saying put him at power forward
0: or small forward? I don't know. I mean, it seems like there's a natural position for him small forward. Yeah. I agree with you. You want the ball in his hands. He creates, he demands double teams and guys like Kyle Korver and even Deron Williams spot up and shoot. You know, I it will be a
1: failure though if they they don't make the finals. They should at least make the finals. They have I I'm telling you, too man. Much you, talent. I don't
0: see anybody. I don't see the 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 Wizards or the Celtics or anybody or the the
1: you know everybody Toronto, just expects the turn them, turn them it on come playoff time they will
0: they did it last year they've done it for six he's yeah, done it for six they years they weren't struggling this bad
1: last year either maybe, right. maybe early in the year when they made the coaching change but not this late in the season
0: man we appreciate everybody tuning in to the weekend sports buzz this morning we're gonna have our MMA crew join us after this commercial break stay tuned. I'm Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM and 1450 AM. WXVW, I'm Kelly Patrick, coming at you as we do every Sunday morning from 9 to 11, talking all things in the world of sports. Not only have we previewed tomorrow's national championship game in the college basketball, but we have a few MMA fighters and, and trainer Phil Perkins in studio with us this morning. Previewing next Saturday, April eighth, we have Hard Rock MMA at Expo Five here in Louisville, Kentucky. Fights start at seven thirty. We have Alex Hacker, James London in studio with us, Phil. Before we get started on previewing the fights and, and getting into the specifics with each fighter, congratulations on getting your black belt.
8: Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Woo! <laughs>
0: what What does the black help? Tell us about getting your black belt. How long have you been training? Ju- I mean. What, what does being awarded your black belt mean in the world of Brazilian jiu-jitsu?
8: Um, it means a lot. You know, it's probably the biggest thing I've accomplished in my life. And they don't so, just hand
0: those out is what I hear.
8: Yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't just give them out. It's not that easy. Uh, it takes a little bit of time. So I started training in 2004-ish, and uh, I think 2006 or 2007 was the first time I actually trained at a gym. Um, you know, there wasn't as many spots to train back then. It was a little bit different and uh it's been been fun to watch the sport grow now now it's uh not quite watered down but it's it's everywhere you know it's it's you can find good quality places to train everywhere and um and it's good man it means a lot so
0: you were given your your black belt from was it michael O'Donnell?
8: uh yeah mike and carlson jr um and it's uh real proud to be under them mike and carlson and uh our our style at area 502 matches carlson's very well so it's uh Real proud to uh, share his style with everybody, you know.
0: That's definitely, obviously, the lineage. I think Mike O'Donnell was the first black belt. Is that right? In yeah, that yeah, talking?
8: yep. And, uh, again, back then it was few and far between. And even when I started, you could basically name all the black belts in the state on your hand or on your two hands. And and now they're, they're not a whole lot, but there's a lot more, and it's, it's, it's grown still, a lot. It still so.
0: means something. If you, I mean, it's, 100%. It's, it, by mean, all means, it, it's certainly – a. a
8: to get to get in anything in, in jujitsu means something—a stripe, a belt, anything. Nothing, nothing is uh, given to you; it's all earned. So,
0: good stuff. So, once again, congratulations appreciate on it. that. Um, joined in studio, we have Alex Hacker and James London. James, how are you this this morning?
7: I'm feeling great, sir. How's everything on your end?
0: Doing good. We appreciate you coming in again.
7: Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me back.
0: We actually have you are one of the headlining fights for this upcoming Saturday at Expo Five. Tell us about your preparation. How, how are you feeling? Um, and, and what what do you feel about this opponent?
7: Um, my preparation is constant. Uh, even coming off of the last fight, um, I may have taken three, four days off, and then I was back in the gym in some capacity—either coaching, studying, or, uh, back working out. Uh, preparation stays constant. It's the we don't really
0: take time off.
7: Yeah, take time off or focus in on what. We may think the opponent's going to do well. We do look at him a little bit. We know what I'm capable of, and that's what our focus has been on. Um, When it comes to this fight, again, it seems to be the case for me. Uh, Taller fighter is going to have a little bit of length, but that's fine. We're used to that by now, and we'll turn that to our advantage. And um, I I really think the folks that do make it out to Expo 5 are going to be in for one great show um, throughout the entire card, but especially in, in this matchup.
0: Now James you won your last fight at Valor Fights back in February via rear naked choke. <laughs>
7: yes sir. Do yes, you go sir.
0: into fights with specific game plans or is it you 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 prepare for everything and then you you feel it out and you you do what what is necessary? Do you, or do you have specific approaches? I know that this fighter you're facing on Saturday has his style. You've probably watched some of his videos of Correct. his fights.
7: Correct.
0: Okay, so you're ready. Um But do you have a specific style that you know you will use or do you adapt once you get in the cage?
7: Um, It's a little bit of both. Uh, I I do anticipate what the guy may be good at because I believe that uh, humans in general are are creatures of habit. And once the pressure gets put on, they're going to fall back to what it is that they do. So uh, myself and and Coach Perkin, uh, what we do is we look at that and then we anticipate what we're going to do off of those those movements, those habits. (laughs) And then we force you to, to recreate those. In, in a fight, and once that happens, then yeah, it, it kind of goes on autopilot, and, and we go through what we know we're, we're going to do, and more times than not, that is the result.
0: Great stuff. Once again, James London, one of the headlining fights of Hard Rock MMA this upcoming Saturday, April 8th, at Expo 5 here in Louisville. Alex Hacker, how are you this morning? Wonderful. Never better. How are you, Kelly? Doing great. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you for having me. You are fighting on Saturday, April eighth. That's right. Tell us about this fight. What does it mean to you? You're back in Kentucky performing for hard rock. Yes, sir. It's
9: my first fight in Kentucky since uh February of two thousand fifteen. Or sixteen, I'm sorry. Uh fighting a a good opponent, gonna be my best opponent to date, but I'm gonna smash him, probably knock him out in the first round. Okay. But like
0: the specific back to you, James, do you have a specific prediction for what happens? James went I'm sorry, Alex went right out there and he predicted first round <laughs> knockout. You have any, you gonna match that, James, or, or are you just going for a win? Doesn't matter how.
7: Um, <laughs> Alex would say, I have one one simple goal. I, I just dominate. Okay. This period, like I, if it's my, a
0: unanimous decision, it doesn't matter. You're if just he can take domination,
7: uh, if uh, five minutes or fifteen minutes, it's whatever he can take. That's the goal. I want to snatch it, so take it with me. That's what I collect. Okay. I don't collect okay. arms or knockouts. I collect souls.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, that's a fact. A- Alex, you are the 170 pound champion for Hard Rock currently. That's right. Now, I think that was that an is that an interim title or what? What is that? Why is your my point <laughs> is is why is your picture not up in the, the
9: <laughs> arena? Because they keep bothering me to get a picture taken. Uh, the story is is that I was supposed to fight for the title last year. Um, in between fights in Las Vegas, I had a fight scheduled with some kid and wherever, some idiot, and uh, you know, I took care of business and went and weighed in, had my blood work done and everything, trained for the fight, was ready to fight. Actually, weighed in, and on the morning of the fight, the guy apparently doesn't have his blood work or something. Wow. Yeah, it was so it was for a title fight, and they they just gave me the interim title. Okay. And and so we've been pretty busy ever since fighting uh, in Las Vegas, and in Florida, so just haven't had a chance to fight in Kentucky until now, and so I'm finally gonna get a chance to, I guess, defend that interim belt. But I don't really care about it. I'm just, you know, in my mind, I'm winning the belt, and so that's why I don't have a picture because I, I'm, you know, I didn't fight for that belt. I just got it handed to me because of some okay. o- some other idiot. So in my mind, I didn't. How frustrating
0: is that? I know you guys put a, a lot of time in effort into – this is more than a hobby, <laughs> yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean, you guys put all – and, Phil, you probably had to deal with this on many occasions.
8: Eh, <laughs> not not that exact uh, scenario. That was a pretty bad one, but, yeah, oh, si- okay. similar scenarios. Where, yeah. where
0: you guys put a lot of effort and time into preparing, and then day of something happens. Maybe the fighter didn't get his blood work in or something. Or he just sometimes just steps out of the fight for no reason. Week, right? week
8: of, two weeks of is, is – more normal than it should be, but day of is uh, is uh, not not so often. So that's that was the a pr- most extreme. That was a pretty bad one. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and it wasn't be- his
9: first time pulling out either. He pulled out on Blake too. Yeah, because
8: so, he went through, went through the weigh-ins, cut the weight, you know, the whole the whole nine. So uh, okay. the
9: weigh-ins were on the day of my little sister's graduation from high school too, you which he missed.
0: You still yeah, made it.
9: Yeah, I went to the weigh-ins. I didn't go to my sister's graduation.
0: Wow! And this guy missed it. Yeah. What happens if you see that guy? You, you want to getting, mention his name right now? I
9: don't even know his name. He's, he's some random. But. Do you know what he looks like? Uh, he looks dirty.
0: Okay. <laughs> now, this guy you're fighting on Saturday, Alex, is 4-1. and one.
9: Yeah. He, he's, you, about, he's about to be 4-2. and two. <laughs> Okay.
0: Going for, for uh, uh, a first-round knockout. What is his style? What do you know about him? Have you watched any of his fights on, on YouTube? or how, uh, how have you prepared? Specifically unique to this guy, how have you prepared your game?
9: Just like James said, we don't. You know, we do what we do. I'm not changing myself for this guy. Uh, what I've trained myself to do, it's been successful. The only problems I've ever had is when I'm not taking care of myself and you know, doing my conditioning and managing my weight. But everything's great now. Uh, the guy that I'm fighting, he's you know, he he owns his own gym. He's a good brown belt, maybe gonna get his black belt soon, and he's got a little kickboxing or whatever. But it doesn't matter. You know, we'll be out there. None of that matters. I might smack him and then choke him, or I'll knock him out. It doesn't matter.
0: Okay. Now, I know the style of Area 502 MMA, obviously, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Phil, is a big part of things. For sure. But it seems that 502 does the integration of everything. For and sure. And that, that's your specialty.
8: Yeah. Yeah, we uh, try not to leave any holes, and our, uh, our schedule in our gym is kind of set up really nicely for fighters because originally it was mostly fighters and then now of course we've grown a lot and have our programs are huge you know kids women men adults uh it's just different but uh our schedule is made for fighters so it's uh it, it's it you can almost just send them into the classes and they get 80 90 percent of the the training they need then you add this and add that fill in some holes and gaps and it and uh it makes for good training for them so
0: now, I know you you're over there off Popper Level Road. How how long have you been at that location, Phil?
8: Uh, June will be two years and okay. today is actually uh or yesterday was our four year anniversary. We've been open for four years. So we're uh moving along, growing a lot in the last couple of years and uh, you know, real excited for the future and whole stable full of guys like these guys that are in there training hard. We got newer guys coming up under them and, and girl newer girls coming up under them, which is exciting too. And
0: and um, any other fighters on the card this upcoming Saturday? Or just yeah, TV? yeah. We
8: got uh, five guys total, wow. James, James and Alex, uh, Nick Moppins getting back in there, okay. um, Marcus Hudson, uh, one of our main guys, and uh, Alec Valentine's his second fight also. Mm. And there's your shout-out to Alec right there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> shout-out yeah, to Alec Valentine. <laughs> Hollywood. Other, there you go. That's right. So, spinning uh,
7: mother hen himself. <laughs> <laughs> so
8: it'll be his second fight. So, we got a handful of guys. Hopefully, um, I feel pretty good about all their opponents showing up at this point. They all have, um, you know, we, we think everybody's going to show up. Got a good feeling about it. All our guys are ready. So,
9: yeah. And I've never fought in Louisville. It's going to be oh, my, wow. yeah, my <laughs> first time ever fighting in my hometown.
8: Expo 5. Yeah.
9: I, the fight that I was, that dirty kid was supposed to pull out, or that he pulled out on me, that was going to be in Louisville at Expo 5.
0: Okay.
9: Yeah, So, I'm excited.
0: Now, Alex, you're, you're, last time you were in, I think we talked about a potential nickname for you. Oh, no. Any progress on a nickname? <laughs> Anybody? Anybody have a nomination? Uh, I don't think so, no. Frank?
9: <laughs> no. Just, just Frank. No. <laughs> I, I'm trying to steer clear of it. Frank's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, everyone tries to go with Frank the Tank. That's like the most worn
7: out thing ever. <laughs> I call that jug of the Terminator. Yeah, I'll take that. That's, I'll take that.
0: Okay. Yeah. So anything else? What this is? What is you're looking forward to at Area Five Hundred Two? Obviously, Phil, you getting your black belt. I mean that jujitsu is very important to MMA. Yeah, yeah. And, and you being a black belt is is significant for the school.
8: Yeah, yeah. It's big for big for me, big for the school. I know it's uh, a lot. You know, a lot of the guys are excited. Also, they've uh, been with me for a long time. Um, so it's it's exciting for all of us and uh, just kind of puts a stamp on it for us and you know uh, but it's exciting but it really doesn't change anything as far as you know what we've had and what we have you know we just keep training how we train doing what we do we've been very successful and uh, we're lucky to have the group that we have the beginners the coaches the fighters like right now everything's meshing so well and everybody's just helping each other very positive um you know and I've been around a lot of gyms and trained at a lot of places and have my gym open for a while um And the vibe we got going is, is really good right now. So just excited about it.
0: This is a little off topic. We're talking about jujitsu, but Alex, I was thinking about wrestling a little bit. Uh, What are your thoughts on the Penn state? I mean, how's, how significant is
9: that? Dude, they're insane. They, uh, for Vincenzo beat Imar and, um, Bo nickel beat, who'd he beat real buto. It's, it's insane. They're, Penn State wrestling people don't know, but they're about to go on a streak that's going to be better than UConn's women's basketball. UConn
0: women, that's over. That's in the past. Now. Yeah,
9: they're. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy that that's over with. That's the worst thing that happened to any sport ever. Is a 111 you, game win streak.
0: There's other schools in in the world of college wrestling too that are significant. Missouri. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's others, right? Ohio State. Ohio uh, State. Big Ten as uh, a whole.
9: Right here in Kentucky, Lindsey Wilson Blue Raiders. They're uh, NAIA national runner-ups this year. Okay. Yeah, and uh, actually a, um, a friend of mine that is a pro fighter in Louisville, Tom McKenna, he was the head coach for Air Coy High School Wrestling, and a kid of his who he has actually since adopted and is living with him, Brandon Reed, just competed at Flow National Championships yesterday and uh placed fourth he's a le- legitimate all-american oh, good for wrestler. Him, man. yeah he's, nice kid yeah he's the nicest kid ever and uh he's bumped up to heavyweight brandon is committed to wrestle at lindsey wilson yeah he's the nicest kid ever i good didn't realize
0: lindsey wilson is that significant
9: yeah and uh brandon wrestled 220 for the most part but he's going to wrestle heavyweight in college so he went ahead and bumped up he he uh, lost to the number two kid in the nation in overtime and the number two kid in the nation is going to wrestle for Penn state. And it's like Kentucky wrestling gets no credit at all. And you know, these D one coaches are like, where, you know, where did this kid come from? But he's been a Fargo all American and he's been all these things, but because he's from Kentucky, nobody looked at him, but he's beaten those kids.
0: So Kentucky wrestling as a whole is, is underrated.
9: Yes, absolutely. Okay, We're, we're making a big push right now. We're, We've never had we had like six all Americans yesterday and I don't before that I don't think we had six total. So we're coming way up.
0: Wow. Yeah. Now jujitsu is maybe not underrated, maybe accurately rated. The state of Kentucky, right? Phil, there's been guys on a bunch of national shows. Like yeah, that. I've
8: seen uh, – Jesse
0: Ray Childry's making a, an yeah, appearance a lot of times. And that.
8: just at that fight to win, i seen we had a few bike belts from Kentucky yeah. go down there and win. Uh, Joe Bays. Bays, Chewy, Chewy uh, Paul Riley from Four Seasons. He's a Carlson guy. Yep, um, that's one of Phil's Donnie brothers. Wallace. I can't remember if Donnie's uh, Tennessee or Kentucky, but I know he's been around for a while. He went down there. I saw he won also. So, yeah, it's awesome, man. Um, but –
0: do you guys have um, anyone competing in the jiu-jitsu tournaments that frequently? I know that I see you. And I yeah, in yeah. I was Cincinnati randomly. Yeah, yeah. We had grappling. a couple people
8: go to Naga um, just recently down there in Tennessee. And then we have a big group going up to Ego and in Indy, okay. which is next month, April. And then I know you guys are putting on a tournament. Yeah, your Gracie
0: Jiu-Jitsu of Kentucky. Exactly. exactly. Yep. You guys up. are
8: putting on a tournament. We, we, we brought, like – 20 people last year. Yeah, you
0: guys t- We're t- going to
8: we're we're going to try to do the same this year. I believe we're going to um you know put some people in there this this year also. I was a
0: scorekeeper for my little area last year and you're, you your guys did really well. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I was just very impressed with the
8: And speaking of wrestling, we we have a, a real wrestling-based program too and Blake. Uh, yeah, Blake, Blake. Our, our wrestling coach, he actually wrestled at yeah. Lindsey Wilson also. Yeah. But uh, even you know far beyond him, we have so many other uh, wrestlers in there that it's it's just kind of evolved now to where we have a very wrestling based uh, uh program even even our jiu-jitsu you know is is a top game game and that's Carlson Carlson style so it works well but uh you got know got brody and, uh, that's what I was going to uh, say yeah, if brody. you really want to look
7: at the yeah, the the, the marriage between wrestling and jiu-jitsu and what it can look like and how beautiful it really is yeah. brody is a fine example of that yeah he's um, a beast i really credit him i like coach got on me a lot when I first came to the gym about wanting and needing me to work and focus in on that wrestling piece and um Brody kind of took me under his wing and he understood that at the in- at my core I'm an MMA guy. So I'm not going to be sitting in a wrestling stance popping someone's head. I need to be a- and he adjusted a lot of the movements and and taught it in a way to me that kind of it was jujitsu lingo but wrestling yeah. movements. Yeah. And when you see it it's, it I think that's going to be the the hybrid that you'll see going forward. In MMA and in Jiu-Jitsu, and it's going to be something to see.
0: Absolutely. It is an interesting point you bring up, James, is the integration. I mean, we have the, all these grappling challenges and tournaments, and Jiu-Jitsu tournaments, and submission only, and this and that. Um, but the integration and how those go into MMA is very interesting to me. We see Lance when he was in his last fight. Um, you know, he got the guy's back, and he was able to strike, do some strikes, and open him up, and get the rear naked choke. Yeah. And then we saw him last weekend, um, and You know, you just take out certain aspects that changes things. I'm not saying it's necessarily completely different, but how does that translate? Is my question, I guess, to you, Phil? Is is it a waste of time to spend time in the grappling challenges and things like that? If you're an MMA fighter and you're looking specifically to enhance your MMA, that's the perfect guy
8: to (laughs) ask my opinion on that, right there, is Alex. We, uh, you know, we I about had to twist his arm to get in the gi. Yeah. but uh, I feel like he he's finding a home in the pajamas he's starting to like it and uh
0: Alex, why do you hate the geese so much?
8: I hate being
9: grabbed and and pulled by my clothes, you know growing up wrestling you, you know you can't do that okay and it's it's just uh it's like throwing a cat in water you know <laughs> it, it is you're gonna freak out, and you know, I'm trying to do my movements and everything, you know, going through the motions, and then I'm getting you know gee choked. Uh yeah, I
0: hate it. <laughs> I gr- G- I, grab, G- I grab I grab him. Yeah. get <laughs> gee choked. So you don't like you, you have no interest in doing like a, a tournament that involves geese? <laughs> no, I'll do it. I mean
8: I'll compete. See, th- things have things have slowly changed. Yeah. He, he's competing next month in yeah. the geese. So. so
0: what's your angle on uh why that is relevant, Phil? Is is in M M A, unless we're in the early days of the UFC where Hoist War a G- gee. Yeah. Um you don't wear a gi. Yeah, so you well, still you know, think that it helps your game.
8: Yeah, 100%. It's just um, you know, of course everybody knows gi and no gi both has the the its strong points and um certain things in gi, you'll you'll learn and understand that you won't in no gi. And um as far as like um the pu- integrating the punches and stuff, you know, it's completely different when you integrate punches and turn it into a fight. You don't have to use your guard passes and mu- as much you can use your punches to kind of open up positions and use your punches to pass. So it's um you know it's a uh,
0: there're little subtle details that you can, yeah, you but can it, apply
8: regardless yeah the if you yeah. the the principles if you have the principles from each of them and you take the most important principles and you know them that's what matters you know the other guy can know a million moves but if you know the the main principle to shut down that position then it doesn't really matter how many moves he knows he can't do any of them so that's kind of our you know philosophy behind that
0: Phil you obviously are um, based in brazilian jiu-jitsu Alex you're more so originally based in as a wrestler, James, yes, you came in and, and you're you're an MMA fighter. Is that right? Yeah,
7: uh, pretty much, sir. Pretty okay. much. Yeah, I, I had no no real base when I started training. That's amazing to me. You know, um, <laughs> ironically enough, if you if you say my base is what I originally started out with, it'll be Shotokan Karate. Okay. Um, and then from there, introduced to Jiu Jitsu.
0: But um, I- is Karate and and things like Taekwondo are those underrated and making super. such a big comeback today as super. As, as, we, as we truly see? I mean, it, it apparently we, for years, had written off and laughed at Taekwondo belts, right? hmm Shout out, out Alec Valentine. Yeah, to see his <laughs> last...
7: If you want to, if you want to see how, how useful they are, see his last fight. <laughs> you let those guys get going, and it's hard to stop them. Um, but to, to answer your question more directly, yeah, I believe they're totally underrated because, like they always say, fights start off on the feet, and they start off at a distance. And when you think about karate, everyone's like, oh, well, you hit and they break. Well, yeah, they hit and break because it's an understanding of distance. And if I stand here and get you to commit, you miss, I hit, I win. Well, MMA, that first portion, right? The first minute of each round, what are we doing? Filling each other out, so yeah. to say. And I'm trying to get you to overcommit. I'm feigning. I'm moving. I'm sidestepping. And then before you know it, I'm either firing off a combination of strikes or I'm shooting in for the takedown. And you're wondering, how did I get that close? Well, that's definitely, that's the Shotokan.
8: And the, the game's evolved so much. It's like it's not like it's not like it's a karate guy <laughs> versus a Muay Thai guy. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a completely... Rounded fighter that used to do karate and that has that in his arsenal. You know what I mean? It's so it's different now. You, uh, in nineteen
0: ninety-two or three, whenever that was, yeah, you would see yeah. a guy who knew karate versus a wrestler. Or even don't see that even even
8: even ten years ago, it wasn't so much like one guy in a gi, one guy with boxing gloves. They were both in you know the same gear, but you know one guy would be a, a purple belt and you knew that he was going to take the other guy down. The other guy would be a striker. You know um, now even the strikers are probably blue belts or purple belts, and, and vice versa. The the purple belts, you know, they've been doing boxing for five to ten years, kickboxing, something. Everybody's so much it, – it's just evolved so much. But then you add in the, the taekwondo or something, the karate, which is a variable that most people don't have, and I feel like it really sticks out because, you know, most people train boxing, kickboxing, wrestling, jiu-jitsu. Exactly. You see Jose
0: Aldo, who's considered one of the best jiu-jitsu practitioners in the world, comes out and – What happens? Connor just knocks him right out. Right. So, I mean, that can happen.
8: Yeah, and it's a fight, you know.
0: So, Hmm. anything can happen.
8: Hmm. So, guys, we appreciate
0: you coming in this morning. Best of luck to all three of you next Saturday, April 8th, at Hard Rock MMA at Expo 5 here in Louisville, Kentucky. We appreciate everybody tuning in to the weekend sports bus. Have a great rest of your weekend, everyone. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you.